following program is rated BBMALSA. It contains strong language, sexual situations, awesomeness, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Listener indiscretions are advised. Welcome to our Bliss Bringers podcast. The materials we cover encourage adults of all ages, nationalities, and sexualities to open up and embrace their wildest desires and blissful pleasures. You won't find medical advice here, just our personal experiences following the journey of sexual evolution and education in sizzling fun topics that were definitely not taught to us in school, but have wickedly blossomed into reality. We discuss adventures in ethical non-monogamy, kinks and fetishes, exotic places to visit, sexy events, workshops, and tips. Allow us to seduce you into embarking on new adventures where each day you ask yourself, what's your pleasure? Welcome to episode 9 of Blissbringers. This is the closing part of the interview series taken at DomCon. I'm going to keep it short here because we have a lot of interesting people for you to meet. Enjoy. Just Dave. Yes. How did you get the name Just Dave? Because when you go to a club, people are always introducing themselves as Lord So-and-So and and Master This and That, and I'm Just Dave with a capital J. (laughs) You need to trademark that name, you know that? I know. I need to talk to your significant other about stealing my trademark name. He's just John, not just Dave. We're going to have words. My lawyer will be contacting you. (laughs) So Dave and I have known each other for a long time. Mr. Dave, how did you get involved in this kink or fetish or lifestyle? Uh, let's see. There was a secretary at work that uh, was into this and got a vibe that I might be. So she took us to a local private club for one of their educational seminars. And at that time, I joined the club. In five years of membership, I went to one other educational seminar. Then, ironically, her replacement at work and I kind of hooked up. And she came over one time and I dragged her in the house and did the whole ripping off the panties thing. And we had rough sex and we both loved it. And so I told her, hey, I belong to this private club, and they have these things called play parties, and I've never been to one, and would you like to go? And she said, sure. And I said, oh, shit, because I'd never been to one, and I didn't know what it was like, and I thought it was going to be like a biker gang, and she'd get raped and I'd get killed, and the rest is history. How old were you? I was about 37-ish. Ah. Late bloomer. You were, but you're making up for time. Oh, I made up for time in the first 12 months. <laughs> if you could uh, describe uh, one or two things that are your favorite or your best or what you're known for, what would you, what would those be? Oh, that's a setup question because you know. Uh... Well, I know you, but other people <laughs> don't know you, so that's why I have to set you up. Electrical and knife play. Tell me The more. way Tell I do more. knife play it is not, does not involve blood play. I don't do any actually cutting. It's more about sensual sensory input, although... One week and six days ago, it did involve cutting because I stabbed myself in the leg after literally thousands of knife scenes. I got myself pretty good. So it is a dangerous edge play, form of edge play. Um, people can get hurt. You need to be aware of that. Um, but it is something I really enjoy. Well, at least it wasn't your partner. Nope. I did succeed in not cutting the sub or stabbing the sub or killing the sub. All good things. Does that mean the scene ended at that moment? Oh, no. We're in the middle of the scene. I just stopped for a second and waited to see how big the wet spot in the inside of my pants would get. And I figured if it wasn't dripping below my knee, I was good to go. And it didn't. And so we finished the scene. And then we went in the restroom and looked and seen what the damage was. And we move on. That's awesome. How would you describe it to the world that it's a safe and sane thing to do? I don't know how to answer that. But let me, there's the hair test. And I've been out on a lot of vanilla dates. And this lifestyle isn't as strange as you think. And a lot of people have it inside them and don't even know it. So I give the hair test at some point during a first date where I put my hand on the back of the person's 
back between their shoulders, run my hand up, and I grab a handful of hair and give a little tug. And if they let out a little sigh, I know that they've got some kink in them. And if they go, what the hell are you doing, then we move on. Well, wait a minute, because uh, if someone does that to me, I'm usually turning at them with claws and fangs ready to rip their ears off their head. Yeah, but you're one of those mutant femdom types. <laughs> this is for normal girls that are supposed to be nice and submissive. <laughs> so, so just Dave, is this the only lifestyle that you participate in? Man, can I plead the fifth on that one? <laughs> you may be playing anything you wish. Uh, sorry, I just blew that one. No, um... My partner and I partake in the swing lifestyle a little bit, and it's a little bit ironic. This is changing now, but it, historically, swingers have all thought BDSM people are warped and twisted and horrible, and BDSM people have thought that swingers are all perverts and horrible. Um, and yet, they're both lifestyles that supposedly purport themselves as being so open to everyone's kink is okay. So it's ironic that they've been at odds, and you're seeing more and more crossing over between the two. Are you seeing a lot of polyamorous people in this lifestyle? Not what I would define as true polyamorous people. In other words, you don't see a lot of actual polyamorous relationships. Um, You'll see a lot of people playing with other people in both the swing and the BDSM, but there's very few what I would call families where you have steady partners that have relationships on several levels and manage to make it work with multiple partners. That's still a very, well, most people can't make a relationship with one other person work, and you get three or four personalities in there, and I admire the people that can because they've got really (laughs) powerful relational skills. Do you have a job other than uh, being my kinky, sexy knife player? Uh, Yeah, I work for a living. (laughs) Uh, I am an engineer that currently works for an environmental engineering firm doing demolition and construction. Have you come out to anyone on the vanilla side or your family side? No, no one in the family knows. Uh, no one at work knows. A few ex-co-workers know a little bit, and that's about it. Yeah. I'm like just Dave. I don't let anybody, my family doesn't know, nor do I come out to anybody at work. I keep those separate. But to other people, I sort of come out to them. I'm dipping my toe in. I mean, I, I colored my hair pink, you know, on my way out the door with my work people. I'm starting to dip my toe in, and my best friends know. But no one in my family knows. Just Dave, do you have anything else that you would like to add? If you Google Phantom Dude 451, you'll find me all over the internet, um, vanilla websites and kink websites. My only thing that I tell people that are curious, if you're the least bit interested, I'm not going to convert you, but if you are the least bit interested to figure out what it is, just go. Because you're either going to go now or you're going to go 10 years from now. And if you go 10 years from now, you're going to be kicking your own ass because you're going, why didn't I go 10 years ago and I missed out on 10 years of fun? So I know it's a big leap to go. I was terrified driving to my first party. Um, But really, it's just like going to any other bar or club except there's naked people being flogged. What's the best way to find these types of bars and parties? Google. FetLife has become a really good resource. That's Facebook for kinky people. That's probably your best bet to start with would be FetLife. I agree. What about Craigslist? Surprisingly, I was bored one night and looking on Craigslist and saw a lady post something about how she had longings to be tied up and stuff. And I sent her an email and it wasn't a front for a porn site. And we conversed back and forth and she showed up at a party that month and was at the party again this last month. It was about six months in between the two. And she now is in the scene and going to the parties. And because I told her where the local dungeon was. Excellent. All right. But Craigslist is not the best place because you get a lot of spam and porn sites and blah, blah, blah.
All right. Well, that's it. Thanks. All right. Thanks. This is Mr. Bill and Cindy, and we're here with uh, Terry. We're in Los Angeles at a uh, private uh, party that is in honor of DomCon, which is going on this weekend. And so we're going to ask uh, Terry a few questions here. What's your favorite kink or fetish? My favorite thing to do is flog. And how long have you been flogging? (laughs) That counts. counts. Uh, About four years. Boys or girls? I prefer girls. Ooh. She does it very well. I love watching her. Is this something that you've been thinking about for a long time, or is this just something that went boing? No, actually, I think that I have always had a kinky fetish side to me. I have always enjoyed the idea of either being tied up or tying someone up as far as sex goes. When my husband and I decided to have a polyamorous relationship, I decided that I was a superior one in the relationship, so I needed to take care of things, and it just kind of went from there. It gave me a chance to explore that side. How long ago did you start exploring this side? About seven years, so about three, four years privately, and then realizing I needed more and met uh, Mr. Jordan and Master Draven and just kind of hooked up with them and the Dragonscape people. Would you say that uh, Mistress Jordan and Master Dragon are your role models or your mentors in the scene? Definitely. So I know that Terry goes out to a place called Dragon's Gate. What do you like about Dragon's Gate? It's a family. It is. It's a really nice family. Everybody's comfortable out there. How long have you guys known each other, Mr. Bill and Terry? Three years. Yep, about three years. We met at uh, Fetish and Fantasy about three years ago, and we've teased each other ever since. Yes, we have, (laughs) and we'll continue to. (laughs) Terry, where are you based out of? Uh, I'm in Upland, California. It's east of Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Just at the base of the Southern Mount Baldy. Yes, yeah, Southern California. Okay. If there was one thing that you could tell the world about how wonderful this is. That it's a very sensual experience no matter which direction you take it. Do you switch? Yes. Yeah? Uh, would depend on the top. Does your husband, do you guys ever explore that side? My husband does not participate in the BDSM at all. Uh, but he is very supportive of me, and he will drive me wherever I want to go. And does your husband have a other lifestyle that he and you might participate in? Yes, we both are swingers, and so we participate in that and have a great time doing that together, and that's what we share. Which is interesting because there's, there's a few people that are in BDSM and swinging, but there's a lot of BDSM people that sort of look down their noses at swingers because they think that there's no sex involved in BDSM, and if you're involved with sex, that's not such a good thing. I think that everybody has their own opinion of how they want to fulfill their lives, and they're entitled to it. Agree 100%. I love that. Perfect. I love it. Thank you, Terry. Wait a minute. I got to mention your corset is gorgeous. Donna Designs. Is that Donna's? Yes, it is. Girl, she is very good. Okay, those that are listening, you have got to order a corset from Donna Designs because they are fabulous. They are fabulous. Are you on any type of dating sites, lifestyle sites? We are on LifestyleLounge.com and SLS, River Fun One. Fet Life, I'm Team Mermaid. Do you ever take private sessions if somebody says, I'm looking for a gorgeous dom? Uh, of course. <laughs> That's why I have my own studio. <laughs> What's the best way to get hold of you? Through email, mistresstee2012 at gmail.com. There you go, kids. There you go. Have fun, everybody. With Mr. Cindy and Violet, and we're going to ask Violet a few questions. Violet, how did you uh, 
first know that you were interested in this lifestyle? I went to a club and I saw some spanking out there and I was mesmerized. Like, wow, there are people who like that. I do like it too, but I'm not supposed to like that, right? Because I'm a woman. And it took quite a while to go watch and I was hooked. Now, did you start off as being the bottom or did you start off as being the top? I started off as a bottom. I figured out that I'm a heavy masochist, but I was shy to show who I really am and then started switching for some time, and right now I'm only topping. And if you were to tell us what your favorite kink or fetish would be in this lifestyle... Oh my God, there's too many to list. I'll start of body parts, ass is my very, very, very pa- favorite part. She of likes the, body the tushies. I like to grab, bang, grope. Right here. Right there. Everything to do with Keep describing. the ass. It, it just so happens that we have a willing participant that has uh, bent over here, and there's a particular part of her anatomy that is being fondled by Violet. I totally, totally, to- I don't know where is it coming from. And sometimes it's dangerous when I am at a grocery store and somebody's reaching for a piece of something and I see it and I have to go switch it off. That's not the right place. So yes. She's attracted to the skin. No, it's just the shape and I don't know where it comes from. I have no idea. But that's my favorite part. Then fetishes, leather as a material. If, it, if somebody wears something leather or the smell or the touch, I have to grab it, I have to grope it, I have to smell it. I have leather pants on. Does that work? Absolutely. Let me see if I can... Oh. Do you prefer men, female? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. I play with... Ooh, I just got groped by Miss Violet. Ooh, she has strong hands. I think we should bend him over, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> So that's fetishes. Then, what I like to do, my favorite toys, of course, are my bow whips. What are those? Long whips with a handle. And these must feel absolutely fabulous after skin is nice and worked on and, and nice sensitive. So I wish you guys could see the twinkle in her eyes right now. <laughs> well, because I'm imagining myself just holding them and crack them. When I crack them... I get into something, something. I've, I've Do you transform? A... Yeah, absolutely. Something inside just switches. It's like a shock from something where I switch and I'm and I turn into this something and I have to continue and then and, and go and go and go and go. So, did you have a mentor or someone that actually inspired you to get into this? Absolutely. I had few mentors, actually. I was borrowing Master Arrogance Bullwhip for like a year because I saw, actually, Master Draven let me borrow his first. And I'm like, wow, but this is really expensive business. But I was practicing with Master Arrogant for about a year, and then I just had to get my own. And since then, oh, my God, that's just, that's my very, very, very favorite toy. You would say that you are a clothes fetish because you have lots of outfits. Does the outfit turn you into this? Once you turn up, put on your outfit, then it's like the spark that sets you going? Absolutely, absolutely. When I put it on, 
the confidence, the domination, the wiring, whatever it is inside, just turns on and it helps to... There's the twinkle in the eyes again. <laughs> I'll start barking or growling or whatever I always do when I touch something or when I uh, <clears throat> put something in my hand that I can use or when I touch something with my hand. Wait, so look! Like Mr. Bill is bending over. Look at that, like that, like, oh my god. Oh, she's grabbing my butt. Grab me. Oh, damn it. So if you were to give advice to someone that is not in this community yet, but they've been thinking about it and they're having those fantasies, where would they begin? Actually, I have met several weeks ago at the Renaissance Fair a person that I was taking pictures with. He had a leather outfit on, and a vanilla person couldn't have worn an outfit like that, even though he looked one vanilla act vanilla, but I was wearing my bow whip on, and I did some kind of comment where he, it caught him, and he started asking questions. So we started talking. And he's like, oh my God, I, when I started dating my girlfriend, I, we were into it, but we didn't know we couldn't progress because we didn't meet anybody who would help us where to go, what to do, and somehow find out that there's a community out there, that there are so many self-minded people, and there is nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually great where you find your family or friends. Your bliss. Yeah. <laughs> your group of people that enjoy switching, learning from each other and just exploring, it's experiencing new things and just have fun. It's it's lifetime of growing and it helps you in your personal life to just find out who you really are. So are you out to any of your family members or some of your vanilla friends from the past? Uh, some of my vanilla friends, but they kind of don't want me to mention it because they don't like it. Mm. I took one of my vanilla friends, like good friend, to a bondage ball. So she was there with me. I hold her hand because I said I will because she's scared of it or she was scared of it. But I was glad she went with me because we were really or we're still friends for so long. She needed to see because I was telling her stories. I was showing her pictures and she was kind of scared of it. I'm like, that's not what you see. You have to see it for real. You have to experience it. You Agreed. have to feel the energy, the vibes from people, how happy they are. Yep. How, like little kids playing on the sand and, <laughs> yes, this is what I do. And can you do it for me? And I'll help you to fulfill your fantasy if it's my kink. And I'll smile. And then definitely would recommend anybody to, anybody has a fetish. Every person in this world has several fetishes. I admit it. I have several one of them. What's Vanilla? your favorite fetish? Other than leather. Giving pleasure, giving pain to somebody. And, and an exchange of energies where that person enjoys it. And I feed off of the energy, giving them pleasure. That's good. It's much more satisfying than anything else in the world. It's, it's if you find a person that is kind of like your matching piece where you can have fun that is unplanned. So, go on FetLife and find a dungeon in the Los Angeles area I'll name Dragon's Gate and you might find Violet. Madam Violet that's my stage name. Thank you Violet! Thank you Violet!
All right, here we are at DomCon, and we're about to talk to a friend of mine named Miss Wednesday. Miss Wednesday, would you like to define what shade of gray you are? I am a very unusual shade of gray. I'm a switch in the lifestyle, and I'm also a switch professionally at a dungeon here in Los Angeles, and I enjoy all kinds of play, including corporal and humiliation and DS relationships and lots of fun, kinky sex. And so those of you that are listening, a switch is someone that plays the top role and plays the bottom role. That's correct. Do you have a preference? I normally, actually, in my sexual relationships, I prefer to play the bottom role. But uh, outside of that, when I'm just um, doing, you know, scening and and playing, uh, I very much enjoy both aspects of it. Have any preference on your play when you're in the dungeon? I love corporal punishment. I, uh, I do have a very sadistic streak, and I like producing sensations of pain and taking people through kind of the roller coaster of sensations from, like, nice, soft feeling to... Uh, really heavy pain, um, provided that they are willing, of course. Now, for this uh, uh, journey into this uh, corporal punishment of pain, what is your favorite toy? Uh, To top other people with, I really like floggers and um, something called tomcats or dragon's tails, um, things that are similar to whips that provide a a stingy sensation um, for people. So I had a friend of mine, she described the floggers as a thuddy experience and the single tails as a stingy experience. So it all depends on whether you like the thud or you like the sting. That's absolutely correct. Are you a thuddy girl or a stingy girl? (laughs) I'm a stingy girl. As a bottom, I very much like stingy sensation toys, including canes, um, bull whips, and also just somebody spanking me with their hand can be very nice and stingy as well. Miss Wednesday, how long have you been into this lifestyle? And uh, was there any particular um, event that triggered your inspiration, uh, inspiration into this? Uh, I've been in the lifestyle for about five years now. And uh, I feel like I got into it pretty late in life, in my mid-20s. And I always had a damsel in distress fantasy where I wanted to be tied up and forced, uh, quote-unquote, against my will to to have sex with somebody. And that's what made me start looking into this lifestyle. But um, after I got into it, I realized that I had a lot more than a damsel in distress fantasy. And uh, as long as I kept an open mind, there were a, a lot of things that I tried that I enjoyed. That's true. So are you out to any of your past friends or your family? I'm standing here right now with a friend that I've known for 20 years. And uh, I am out to him as well as most of my other friends from my former non-kinky life, as well as somewhat with my family. My immediate family is, is familiar with my activities. And so your friend here, your significant other, it's sweetie... Sidekick. 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 So, Sidekick, have you ever been into the BDSM style yet? I have not. This is all fairly new to me. What do you think? It's definitely eye-opening, and it's a good experience to be here. and uh, Honey, people are half-naked. Yes, it is eye-opening. Yes, it is. That, that is definitely true. But it's nice to be here and see, uh, see a different side of life that I was never exposed to before. Are you considering yourself top-bottom... Uh, I guess if I had to choose, I, I'd probably say top, absolutely. There you go. That's a match. <laughs> Are you guys going to any upcoming events? 
Um, we're thinking about going to the fetish ball tonight, and then there's also a lot of interesting classes at this convention. Uh, we went to a very interesting one on uh, non-monogamy and uh, transgender dynamics, and uh, they have a lot of really informative things going on here with a lot of kind of people that are very knowledgeable in these specific fields, it's, and it's, it's really great to be able to learn from them and get their experiences. That's awesome. So kinks in the future, fetishes in the future, what do you want to explore? I'm actually just now starting to get more interested in being humiliated as a bottom, which is something that was absolutely repulsive to me beforehand. Um, but I've, I've lately kind of started to have a curiosity about it, not only to experience that, it as a bottom, but also to be able to do it to my bottoms better knowing what the headspace is like. Fantastic advice. So, Miss Wednesday, if you were to say something to the audience to explain to them what a safe and place that this BDSM world is, what would you say to them? I'd say, and I think my friend here would agree, that the people here are more respectful and more communicative, uh, more aware of not only themselves, but of the needs of the people around them than anybody else in our society. And Miss Wednesday, the uh, listeners to this podcast, is there a way they may contact you? Yes, I have a website. It's whenwednesdaysays.com. And I also have a Facebook page. It's a uh, performer page, and the name is Miss Wednesday. Miss Wednesday. I am on FetLife, also as Miss Wednesday. Good. Excellent. Thank you, Miss Wednesday. You guys. Good job. I am here at Love Bites, and I am with Miss Serene. So, Miss Serene, you just jumped out at me and started to hello, rub me. Hello, hello. Well, you were beautiful. Yeah, I always, I love this event because I can just stroke any of the beautiful men and women that are here. She's got a tough job. I love my job. So, tell <laughs> us about your job. Well, my job is making pleasure for people. I get to wake up every day and make a toy that gives pleasure to people. And, and they what come, are you wearing? It's called a love bite glove, and they're the gloves with the bite. So they're soft on one side. They are very soft. Sensual. And then on the other side, they've got little brass studs in them that cause that little bite. That you just go, you know, because we all love being bitten in play, right? A good oh, bite absolutely. in the neck, right? Absolutely. So just kicking it up a notch. Now, Serene, I have a pair of vampire gloves, and they have the little studs on them, but they're leather gloves. What kind of material is in the glove? It's a re-engineering of a knit glove, because the problem with leather gloves is that if you play heavy, and I play a bit heavy, and you get some body fluids on it, say blood, you can never clean them again. So you have to give your expensive pair of leather gloves to somebody. With, with love bites, they're washable, they're reusable, they're vegan, and they start at 22 bucks. That is a great, great idea. How much? They're 22 bucks. That's it? That's it, Mama. And how would we go about buying them online? The easiest way is lovebitesgloves.com. I mean, can I make it any simpler? No. Love Bites, B-I-T-E-S, gloves with the S. Don't forget the S's, baby. S's, sexy. <laughs> baby. So, Those are very sexy. I know. Now, so I, get your Love Bites. Where did you get the idea for this? Well, playing in a dungeon one night, I had a pair and I lost one. And so Aww. necessity, and it was a favorite toy in my toy bag. So I started making them for myself, burning my fingers lots of time, trying to get it right. But now I probably, if you do about 500 pair, you get get it down. So. <laughs> 
So on these, are these glued in? How do you? Yes, I, I glue them in. Oh They're brass studs because brass is antimicrobial. And so, again, you want the washability of them. And so but they also make them in lace. So we got pretty ones with Korsky crystals oh on them. Uh-huh. I love to see the lace. I have the fuzzies. <laughs> I have all different types of chenilles that men love those styles. So it works pretty well. It's a great combo. So what other events do you guys participate in? I am just starting getting on the road. So DomCom is my second event. I, I'm a hometown girl in L.A. So, you know, I'm here. But I'm ready to go. I'll be looking up, heading up to Kinkfest and then Fetish Flea. In the sp- Are you going to be at uh, Folsom Street Fair I in September? I'm working on Folsom. You yes. I'm ready oh for Folsom, I think. Folsom yes. Street Fair. Yeah, I can do Folsom. September. September. It's yeah. time. It's the time. end of September. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Bill and I do... Of course, it's 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 our it's our high holidays. It is. That, that's a good point. That's the high holidays for the BDSM world. Exactly. That's These where we come make home. Perfect Christmas gifts, Hanukkah gifts, any type of gifts. Birthday spanking special. Oh, kinky night home. <laughs> kinky night in. I say it's your basic pervertible, and it's such an inexpensive glove. You can keep them in, the, and no one will know what they are. Don't don't get pissed off and you slap someone. <laughs> and, and remember to take the glove off before you masturbate, otherwise you might be in a little trouble. However, I have a few videos of me doing some great hand jobs with these. Where do we get these videos? <laughs> <laughs> SerenSend.com. There you go. <laughs> Folks, now you know how to get the lovebiteglove.com and you know how to get serenevideos.com. There you go. Come and play. So I got to ask you, how long have you been in this kink fetish oh, sexy I have a lifestyle? Book that talks about that. I started at 5. Oh, you wrote a book? I wrote a book. I have, my book is called All My Heroes Were Hoes. I'd be a hoe. I'd be a hoe. I will be a hoe. There you go. I started, I was a lucky kid. I was raised overseas. I came across a Japanese bondage room when I was five. And I went, wow, there's a room for sex. And I got my first Woody. I got turned on just learning about things like that. And I've been turned on ever since. So I've been a geek. And so what's the title of the book again? All My Heroes Were Hoes. It's available on Amazon and Kindle, right? Kindle. That's there it. It's calling my name. There you go. Baby. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I like it. And there's it. pictures. And so I have right-handed reading for learning because it's spiritual too. Yeah, yeah. I was a, I was a missionary for 12 years, so I come from the whole other world. And it's left-handed reading. So you are very interesting for right stroking. You know, so for stimulating. There you go. And for those lefties, you've got left-handed gloves. There you go. Oh yeah. Oh, you get a pair. Universal. <laughs> I'm double-handed. Right, and then you can flip them and stroke them, and mm. oh my gosh, today I got to get the book. All right, Cindy wants to get the book. Good, come on over. Thank I'll, you so I'll much. Stroke. We're going to go over to Love Bites. Yeah, the glove with a bite. We are signing off. Thank you, Miss Serene. Thank you. And that's all, folks. By now, you know that all the good information and the show notes and the links are available at bluesbringers.com, so I don't have to mention that anymore, do I? Instead, I'm just going to say, if you have any questions or comments about this or any other episode, email info at blissbringers.com and we will get back to you as soon as possible. Until next time, what's your your pleasure? pleasure? All names mentioned in this show are either fictional, taken from public record, or held by people who have given their explicit consent to be mentioned. 